Player one on Sin. I am Zach, and I am joined by Beck, Nathan, and newcomer Tom. Say hi, everyone. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hello, Tom. Tom, Hello. welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm super excited to be working with all of you. And we are super excited to have you, and super excited for today's show. As always, you can find us at Player One Sin on Twitter and Instagram. You can also also find us at Player One on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. I think now we should go to our first song, which is of course going to be the Pokey Rap, followed by Ceramic by Dugong Junior, featuring Ijale from our Sweet Sixteen. That was Ceramic by Dugong Junior, featuring Ijale uh, from. Sin's Sweet 16 playlist. Um, if you want to hear more from the Sweet 16 playlist, which is a playlist of all the best new music that's coming out every week, go to sin.org.au or listen to it live on the Sunday Sweets show on Sunday. Um, right now, we're doing the rapid fire news. Tom, take it away. Okay. Discord has ended talks with Microsoft and will remain an independent company. Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan has left Blizzard. GameStop CEO George Sherman will step down from his position by the 31st of July. Uh, After a wave of negative feedback, Sony has announced that the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation Vita stores will remain open. Mario Kart 8 is now the best-selling racing game in US history, finally usurping the top spot from Mario Kart Wii. After reports that buyers were interested in acquiring the JRP giant Square Enix, the company revealed that they are in fact not for sale. The PlayStation 5 has become the fastest selling console in US history. The Last of Us TV series has cast Ghost Rider actor Gabriel Luna as Tommy. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition is free on the PlayStation Store. And Switches have been appearing in the background of Xbox and Microsoft stuff. People are speculating that that Maybe in the works. That stuff may be in the works. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I am totally going to take you guys through some new releases in a rapid-ish manner now. So get buckled in. Do your shoes up. Clean your teeth. Get ready for this. Um, So on April 28th, we have Alpha Particle for PC. On uh, April 28 as well, we have um, Genshin Impact for PS5. Um, On April 29, Layers of Fear VR for P4. 
PSVR. You know, actually, I just wanted to point this out really quickly. I bought Layers of Fear in a in a Steam sale like years ago. Like, I've got to buy Layers of Fear right now. I have never played <laughs> Layers of Fear. It's been years. There was another horror game as well that I was like, I've got to get it in this sale. That was 2014, and I've never played it as well. So, like, that's just me. That's just my life. Um, we also have... <laughs> uh legend of keepers what are they keeping coming out for pc switch and stadia so ding 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 ring the stadia bell can we just i feel like we're seeing do you guys think we're seeing that more like we're seeing more stadia stuff because i feel like it's it's always there right absolutely not i think companies (laughs) just throw their stuff on stadia because they have nothing better to do so like quick, quick cash grab Quick cash grab for the like three people who actually care about Stadia. So the three people who made Stadia. I I, I know we don't have the answer on us right now, but I just want to know how many like what what, what how many Stadias exist. How many Stadias exist? Look, I'm sure it's a great platform. I just don't care, and I don't think many people do. Well, uh, anyway, uh, Legend of Keepers is coming out, as I said, April 29. Uh, we've also got Total War Rome Remastered coming to PC. So if you're a Total War fan, yeah, I know there are a lot. There are people who really like Total War. Mm. Yeah, Total War is awesome. I think I've played like a bit of Total War in my life and I have poor memories of it. No, no, not like bad. I literally just can't remember it. Um, but that's April 29 um we've got new pokemon snap coming for uh coming out on april 30 for switch of course um a ghost has just informed me that stadia accounts are now between like 1.6 million and 2.4 million users so that's i take it back i take everything back (laughs) (laughs) to be fair that's still not an actually massive amount in the grand scheme of like platform releases But that's still a lot more people than I thought we'd get. Okay, if you are out there and you're like... That's not a compliment to Stadia. ...that we keep disparaging your favorite platform, the Stadia, please uh, get in touch. Um, And also, uh, last one, April 30, Returnal coming to PS5. God, I probably said that name wrong. Returnal. Hmm. Returnal. Returnal. Speaking of that, we should return to the songs with One Winged Angel from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, followed by Mess by Aluka featuring Lime Cordial from Sin Sweet 16. You are listening to Player One. That was Mess by Aluka featuring Lime Cordial, part of the Sunday Sweet Sweet 16 playlist. If you would love to hear more music like that, please just go to the Sin website and check it out. Before that, you heard One Winged Angel from well it was the super smash bros ultimate version but we all know that it's from final fantasy 7 um guys friends amigos i am excited to, to tell you what i have been playing this week but first i want to hear from you what have you been playing this week uh, i'll shoot uh i have been playing uh the witness which was really interesting. It was a really introspective, single-player-focused puzzle game, and then Pac-Man 99 came out, and it's everything The Witness isn't, and I have been playing that non-fucking-stop. It's so good. It's so good. It is Pac-Man with too many people, and I don't care. I'm really bad at it, but it's goddamn Pac-Man, and it is amazing. It's everything The Witness isn't, and I don't care. 
I got really into this deep puzzle game and then just stopped because of a dumb arcade game that got re-released with some multiplayer. I don't know where my priorities lie, but they're definitely somewhere. <laughs> um, I've been playing more Minecraft and I've been getting into this game called uh, Satisfactory, which just had a recent update, which is cool. Um, but otherwise... I haven't been playing that much, which sucks. Mm. Unfortunate. What about you, Tom? What have you been playing? Yeah, I've um, mostly been playing Rainbow Six and Apex. <laughs> I can't get away from competition, and I just I need a win. You know, I just I, I chase that that high still. It's um, all about but... chasing highs. You should try Pac Man ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde will I don't know, you know, get you. Yeah, I, I don't know where you are going with that. <laughs> I don't know either. Do you think I know where I'm going with anything? I think but- you should tell us what games you've been playing, though. You okay, you okay. led into that. I did, yeah. Um, so I have been playing. Okay, so like last episode, for those who caught it, um, I said that I was having a lot of trouble building a computer, and I still am. So no fancy triple A games for me five me but i have been indulging a deep um need a psychological need of mine that was instilled into me as a as a young child by copious um amounts of pokemon consumption and that is monster taming games so i bought myself monster crown and i've been like starting to play that and if you're not familiar i think it's still in early access well it is still in early access but it is a monster taming game like pokemon and various other monster taming games it's like a little bit rough around the edges instead of like your way of like i think it's funny because your way of like capturing monsters in it is you form a pact with them it's like holding you like you hold a piece of paper to them and then they're like read it and it's like he's like reading the terms and conditions on the battlefield <laughs> so, so, so are you like the devil like doing a like <laughs> no. demonic contract no you're like a guy you're like a tamer and you're going around like you know and people are like oh monster's bad or monster's good maybe and you know you're like going up to them and you're like read my contract join with I'm me. yet to hear evidence that you aren't the devil I'm not looking okay. <laughs> The more you talk about it, that didn't make me think you weren't the devil. It just made and me think you really, really wanna, could be. Like, there's some meta-narrative here. <laughs> I want to say about Monster Crown that I'm enjoying it, but I don't know. Like, I'm a bit, I'm a bit like, this patch thing is weird. And the types are weird because it's not like elements like Pokemon or anything like that. It's like relentless type, will type. Um, it, it sounds a lot like um. It sounds a lot like uh, the Shin Megami Tensei series. If you played any of those, I am only they're, they're, familiar. Yeah, because they've got a similar thing of having to like create contracts with the monsters in order to get them yeah, on your side. Yeah. And they've got like physical pierce weapons. It's really weird, but very okay. cool. Okay, well, are you the devil in that? You can no. be, kind of, okay. Okay. sort of, uh, <laughs> sort well, of. I I think that we should shimmy on over to our and create a contract with our next song but not really (gasps) god that was so forced and um i just want to give um this is a content warning isn't it friends for yeah yes yes it is kids don't listen to this adults stop your kids from listening to this this is uh boomer by barty's strange and you are 
for Sweet 16. If you want to listen to that and check it out on sin.org. And before that, you just listened to Boomer by Barty Strange. So, uh, guys, consoles, great time. Play them. Games, they're on them. What about those old games? They're not on some of the new ones. Would you be willing to pay for that, like that feature? I know Xbox has it, but Sony, they haven't put out. Is that something that we should expect or like we would be willing to pay for? Yeah. Um, I think I think it depends on like if it's like the full like range of PlayStations. Like if it's just the PlayStation 4, I don't think you should have to pay for it. But if it's all the way back to the PlayStation 1, then I guess I would pay for it. I mean, yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> I have mixed feelings about this because on one hand, I see backward, the idea of backwards compatibility I think is great, but I understand that putting a console inside of another console can take a lot of work. So I'm very mixed on the idea of paying for backwards compatibility, but then I also think about the fact that I, for example, subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online basically to get old NES and SNES games. Is that the same as paying for backwards compatibility? What about buying re-releases for games on newer systems? You know, I'd rather I'd rather pay, for example, and just random number here, $50 a year for the ability to play old games on a new system than to have to buy each of those games for like an additional $50 when they inevitably get re-released, which happens all the time (laughs) yeah and like how would how would like that even work like because you know the um a lot of the playstations have like very different um software and very different like operating systems so like would you need to use like some sort of emulator on it or like some online thing so so i think the idea would be, um, and this I'm a bit of a, a loser for this. I have a lot of uh, PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games, and I run them off of my old consoles from when I was a kid. And those CDs, uh, being able to put them into a console, I think, is where the interest would come in. I would like, I would love that personally. I would be willing to pay for it. It's a lot of work. I have a lot of HDMI switches just to swap between the consoles I have and then the like the power and like the controllers it's a lot to manage having that extra feature would be nice but maybe it has something to do with how the games are made compatible uh maybe microsoft had this in mind when they made the original xbox and kept developing uh software the same way so the backwards and forwards compatibility was a lot easier and i f- think i remember sony sort of has a thing where if you put a playstation 4 game in that has a playstation 5 equivalent get it for some games that they have that feature available a playstation Uh, 5 games playstation 4 games generally can run on a playstation 5 i think there's like 10 games or something they tested everything and there was like 10 that couldn't run at all it's just a lot of them don't really run as well as they would on an original playstation 4 as far as i'm aware and you can't you know put like a playstation 3 disc in and get anything it just won't work at all i I had no idea about that i actually i would i would actually pay more money because like i don't really do consoles and so the idea of backwards compatibility to me is like trying you guys ever tried to get a game like a windows like 98 game to work on like a modern pc and you're like oh, oh yeah that sucks you guys I've done don't it, have I've done it with the neverhood or whatever um shout out to anyone who knows what the neverhood is i guess um but 
Love it. Um, I definitely like would actually, cause I've always, when I have had consoles, like I had a PS2 growing up and stuff like that. And I would almost be interested in a PlayStation 5 if it would play like, like a theoretical PlayStation 5 that could play any kind of PlayStation game on it would actually probably get me to buy a console for once. So that's wild. <laughs> like that I think would be fun, good. I don't know. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in being able to preserve older games like that. Whether you have to pay extra for it is a tricky topic because it takes development work, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, I've already got the product. Uh, But speaking of older games, I think we should go to our next song, which is from an older game. It's from Assassin's Creed 2. This is Venice Rooftops, and you are listening to Player One. on. And that was Temptation by Sammy Honeyset from our Sweet 16 playlist. You can listen to that on sin.org.au and on the Sunday Sweets show. Now, recently, Reggie made a very... Reggie fils the old uh, president of Nintendo of America, made a very interesting comment regarding a very infamous game. He mentioned playing Mother 3, a translated version. The problem is no official translated version exists. The game has existed for 15 years now, and it has never been brought overseas outside of Japan. What do you guys think about this? Do you think that it should be brought over? Do you think there's really a point to releasing it? You know, it's part of the Earthbound series, which has a decent following. It's a bit of a cult classic, but the third game has eluded us for, well, 15 years. Yes. So here's a fun one for you. When I when I was in Tokyo, um, my friend and I went to like this place that was like like game collector kind of place. And so basically it, it had like a whole bunch of stuff that was mint in box, right? And like my my friend proceeded to spend what I would consider to be perhaps an ungodly amount of money purchasing like every single mother game, like every mother game mint in box in like perfect condition, like still with the plastic wrap on. (laughs) Okay. Those would be worth a pretty penny. Yeah. I mean, like she was over the moon and I was like, I was, I bought a solid snake figurine that day. So that was my <laughs> stupid version. But like, I'm just like watching her, like, you know, fork out cash money on this. And I'm just like, boy, this series is very dear to a lot of people. Like even now, this is like really in people's hearts. Like this is a thing. So I think that there is a point because like my friend who was prepared to, drop the big bucks on every like mother game mint in box just to have on your shelf this one's got a cult following absolutely so absolutely yeah Beck, um, are you saying actually... oh i'm sorry <laughs> are you saying that people love their mother that's just a thought um, anyway. okay yeah. <laughs> um moving on nathan i think um like, if it's not this game, like, I guess, like, I don't know much about this game, but, like, I don't think I'd pay for a 15-year-old game, like, um, like if it was to come out now. I don't know. Uh, There's like, a market for them, though. That's the thing. Like, mm. for example, I know the first Fire Emblem game got recently, like, the actual game only recently got re-released outside of Japan. There'd been a remake of it that came to DS, but the original only recently got a translation and Fire Emblem is huge now. 
not only that, but, you know, with Lucas, the protagonist of Butter 3 being in Smash Brothers, it, the game has fans that would definitely be willing to pay for a translation. I'm not saying that it should come out and cost the amount of a full price game, but absolutely not. But the fact that it's just never been translated, never come out, feels really weird. It's like there's just this hole in Nintendo's kind of catalog here because Earthbound is wildly popular. The very first mother game, because Earthbound is technically the second mother game, the very first one was brought over to the Wii U, but no mention of Mother 3, even when they started porting um, Game Boy Advance games over to the Wii U, which is really bizarre. I um, I think that's a very interesting point you raise as well. Not full price. Uh, I, I think the video game industry is very much plagued in development with uh, underpaid workers and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And this game never made it to the West. So that's a large market of their like shares never earning i think it would be fair for this game to be full price if it does come out you know that someone has to translate this whole thing you have a full team of developers that need an income and deserve it so i would pay for mother three for 80 dollars or like whatever a full price game is nowadays a full price game boy <laughs> game would not have been 80 dollars. i'll say that though no, no. This, is a ga- this is a game boy advance game we're talking about it, it would have been like it was, it was like it was like yeah just I, think if the, um, I, I think if they're gonna bring it out now maybe they should like do like a remaster i think that is kind of the way to go i wouldn't be surprised if we see sort of a mother collection at some point oh i've got one you know what else has a mother uh, <laughs> oedipus <laughs> james bond our okay. next song is Dab uh, from GoldenEye 007. You are listening to Player One. <laughs> Welcome back to Player One on Sin. You just heard Nevermind by Sledgehammer, part of our Sweet 16. Check it out, sin.org.au, every week, or maybe just check out the Sweet 16 show. You may find your new favourite song. But, of course, it is that time of the week. Uh, season two, we're trying the quiz. We're going to keep it going. And, um, as always, how this works is pretty simple. Our contestants will buzz in with their name. First person I hear gets their chance to answer one of 10 questions. The winner is pretty simply whoever gets the most points and answers the most questions. Are we confident? Are we ready? It's fairly easy this week, to be honest. Not confident. Confident, no ready, yes. No ready. Confident, overconfident. Well, we're going to dive straight into it. And we're going to go with a... uh, We've been talking about it in between the breaks. We're going to bring Sonic into this. So, how old is the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise this year? Uh, Nathan. Zach. Nathan. 40 years? What? No, not 40. Oh, Zach. <laughs> Zach. Uh, uh, oh God. Uh, I would say 34. No. Anyone else? Yeah. Tom. Beck? Up. Okay, this is... Oh, I can't remember. Is it... Uh... Let me just do maths for like three seconds. Hang on. Ding, is ding, it 28? Ding, ding. Is it 28? Nope. Tom? 25. No, it is Sonic's 30th birthday. Oh, yes, first okay. game released in, I believe, uh, September or November of 1991. <laughs> Moving that makes on, though, sense, actually. We're going to yeah. go to a pretty easy question, let's be real. Name both protagonists from Resident Evil 2. Uh, Beck. Beck? 
protagonists. Um, Leon and is, oh god damn it, <laughs> what's happening to me? It's Claire, isn't it, as well in yes. that one? Yes. Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield. Moving on from that though, Nathan, this might be one that you have a bit of a he- heads up on people with. What year was Warhammer 40,000 created? Tom. Tom. 40,000. Good try. Good try. I love it. Uh, I actually don't know this. Anyone want to just take a shot in the dark? Zach. I'm going. Zach? No, go, Nathan. Oh, okay. Uh, 1984. Ooh, ooh, it's going to be a hint for everyone else that reaction. Oh, no. Um, It's what I was going to say first, isn't it? Any anyone else? Shot in the dark? Uh Nathan. Nathan? Uh nineteen eighty-three. Ding ding ding. That's correct. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say three and I said four for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna bring the question back to Australia here. What is the sequel or the spiritual successor to Hollow Knight going to be called? Zach. Zach. Silk Song. Correct. I'm waiting for this one. Bit of a fun one here. What is the name of the technique speedrunners use in Mario 64 to climb the endless staircase? Zach. Zach. Backwards long jump. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, another speed question. Speedrunning these. What is the name of the protagonist from Horizon Zero Dawn? Zach. Um, Zach. Ooh. Allie. No, close. No. Oh. Tom, you buzzed in. Do you want to go again? It's Aloy. 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 Ah. So close. But it... Moving on a little bit here. Pretty simple. Name one of the two games that Billy Mitchell is known for. Uh, Tom. Tom. Uh, Pac-Man? Yep, Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. Uh, For those who don't know, he was a... Pretty prolific, prolific speedrunner player, uh, and then he had this big <laughs> cheating scandal and ended up being pretty terrible of a person. Um, also, <laughs> Miss Pac-Man, he cheated in too. I'm watching that you, too, Billy. Yes. Billy. I know, I know, I know who you are. Oh, oh, I don't know where scared. you are. Be scared. We're going to move to a release date, though. Uh, release year, even. What year did Okami release? Back. Back. Oh boy, this is a guess. Is it 2008? No. Anyone else? Zach? Zach. I know what system it released on, and I'm going to say 2011? No. Tom, Nathan? I don't know what system it released on. Uh, 2010. Three points, maybe. Nope. Nathan? Nathan. Uh, 20... Uh, 2008? No, that was what we <laughs> said that. with. It was 2006, actually. Damn it, oh. Super easy question. Get your buzzer ready. What is Toby Fox known for? Zach. Zach. Undertale. Yep, creator of Undertale. <laughs> and one that Beck might have a bit of an advantage on here. Who currently has the rights to Metal Gear? Beck. Um, Beck. Uh, Konami does, doesn't it? Not no. It? no. Okay, I don't know then. I thought they kept mm. it. And Kojima didn't have it. Who has it then? Tom? Hold on. I was going to say 
Konami too, but I'll try it. Uh, Hideo Kojima. Let's just, I'll just let's shut yeah, the door. Yeah, it, it's Kojima. Apparently, what? Not, really, but like, really? Today, Konami, Konami made Metal Gear survive, didn't they? Kojima yeah, production, which is why he currently has it. Yeah, which is why he couldn't name Death Stranding after Metal Gear. That's oh. what I thought, but a bit of research told me otherwise. I could be wrong on that. Wait, huh. is that come on? I want I want like a professional professional adjudicator's call on that one because I if, if that I, is that is true, it's too good to be true. I professionally got the point, and you didn't. Let's well, just give everyone one. Let's give Jacob a point. All right, oh. let's throw him a bone and give him one point. Well, but, mm. look, we'll get back to that, and I'll do a bit of research between this song and the next song. But I'm pretty sure Tom. You took that away. How many points did you get? I think I tied with Zach for two. <laughs> I got three. I got three. Oh, Zach. I got the backwards long jump. I got the um, Undertale and I got um, one more. Mm, uh, yeah, where that. is it? Okay. What was the last point? Silk I... Song. Silk Song. Silk, Silk Song. That's right. it. Silk okay, Song, yeah. Nope, Alrighty. So yeah. Zach with another win. He's the reigning Two weeks in a row. Oh. And speaking of... Moving on, though, we're going to move on to our next song, and we're going to go to a song. I don't really know what to segue into this. It's Halo theme, the Halo theme from the Halo games, but in MIDI form here on Player One on Sin. Welcome back, Player One on Sin. That was Neon Cheap by Methyl Ethel, part of our Sweet 16. Sin.org.au, check it out every week or on the Sweet 16 uh, Sin show. You may just find your new favourite song. Before that, of course, we had the Halo theme, but in a MIDI style, that was interesting. And you may have heard in between that there might have been a sweeper from a particular guest we had. Check us out in the podcast realm and you may be able to find him. Um, but yeah, just wanted to correct something. Uh, turns out Metal Gear is owned still by Konami. That was a simple research mistake. Beck, you do have a point. Tom, I'm sorry, Hello. man. I have to take it away from you. And with that, I'm going to dip back into the void, but Tom, why don't you explain what this uh, piece of information is? Thank you, Jacob. So we were talking before a few segments ago about how Reggie was discussing uh, Mother 3 and potentially hinted at an emulation for it. It was I think he was just pulling our strings. Reggie, he's a, he's a bit of a joker boy. You know, he likes to make us giggle, us laugh, but I don't like to laugh. I have a great one too, and it's very strange that I don't like it, but I have thought a lot about this. Reggie, now he's no longer the CEO of Nintendo America, but has become a person on the board of directors for uh, GameStop in Australia, though we know it as EB Games. And they recently, due to uh, DFV, you know, have had a lot of uh, money come into their business despite looking at becoming uh, broke, you know, having to close. Uh, and part of that is looking ahead for how the business can revolutionize themselves and like take on new challenges. They did a bunch of stuff with computers, parts, and like PCs. Uh, but the GameStop CEO is uh, stepping down. So what does that mean? What does that mean for emulation? Well, we know Nintendo themselves are very anti-emulation, and we know that. Uh, <laughs> it can be very difficult legally to get that done. What if GameStop and EB Games, in uh, conjunction, I guess, became the owners of emulation, like as in monetizing it and found a way to do it? They sold games online for a discount. They have access to a lot of games. I'm sure all of, uh, I know I have, I've handed in a game and gotten $2 
maybe five cents, you know, a sweet high five from someone behind the counter just for like <laughs> a game I bought for the PlayStation 4 maybe. But that resources and library and potentially a new area of marketing and something for them to stand out for and remain intact as a business could be emulating and monetizing it. So, yeah. So are you saying that GameStop or EB Games could kind of become almost like a Netflix for games? Yep. That's almost exactly so kind of like so, so wait, so kind of like, well, kind, of like that... kind of like kind of like Google Stadia. Yeah, I was about to say, isn't that basically Google Stadia? <laughs> well <laughs> are any of you guys playing, you know, Spyro 2 on Google Stadia, or do you have access to all of your like known classics? Whereas if I wanted to play Spyro 2, I wouldn't pay for Stadia for it. I just have <laughs> I'd get Spyro. the remake. I just like just already have it. I don't really want to play it though. <laughs> or I'd just get a pre-owned copy off of eBay. I I, I, just, I, 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 I don't I don't see there. Uh, I don't see there being market. money in emulation. That's the thing. I I don't mm-hmm. see because fan emulation is such a big thing. I don't see how a company could essentially take over that. It would be. It, it almost feels to me like when Bethesda tried to make people sell mods. And nobody had fun oh, with God. it. Do you well, remember that? God, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and it didn't That's, work uh, for yeah. them really at all. Nobody benefited, and people kept making mods for free because people did it because they wanted to. And I feel that, like emulation um, is just the same thing. People do it because they want to. Yeah, I I have an opinion on that too. I'm pretty big into modding. You know, I've dabbled in a bit of it with especially like Terraria uh, and Minecraft. But there those creators who worked with Bethesda still got paid and they still got money from it. That, although like you could see it as shady, uh, Bethesda fully aware that their market has a lot of money in modding. Um, I'm not saying that it is the morally or ethically right thing to do for EB games and GameStop, but this is an area that is untapped and with Nintendo being very hard on emulators and like emulation as a whole, it could be very difficult for that to, to exist without the help of EB Games or GameStop. Yeah, I, I don't, don't I don't think it could happen. And like I'm I'm not really I'm not really sure how I feel about emulation. Like I kind of think, you know, you should you should actually, you know, get the actual game instead of trying to emulate for, you know, for free. I don't know. It sounds like we're all a bit on the fence with this segment. So let's tip the fence over and go to our next song. This is Hero of Our Time by Nate Wants to Battle, followed by Modern Problems by Cutters from Sin's Sweet 16. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Zach, Thomas, Beck and Nathan. That was Modern Problems by Cutters and before that was Hero of Our Time by Nata Wants... Nate Wants to Battle. Okay. Um, and you know what modern problems require? Modern solutions. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Becky wanted to say something. What do you want to say? Oh, boy. Okay, so Indie World directs lots of indie game news. And I just, like, I want to say right now, get super hyped. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They are men and also turtles. Heroes in a half shell. Right? (laughs) Right? Never watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm very sorry. Despite... (laughs) Everything about me. Yeah, the um, there's the, a rat the ga- and there are turtles. <laughs> okay, yeah, but 
the game, it, it does look like a good game. It, it looks like really just retro, cool, like beat em up. And that looks good. I'm going to jump in and say that I think the entire Indie World Direct, most of the games looked pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty much all of them had that sort of a good sense of style, a good sense of kind of identity. It didn't feel like too many of the games blended together, which I think a lot of the other Indie Directs Nintendo put out kind of have that problem where a lot of the games kind of feel a bit samey. Here, I feel like most of the games had a real sense of energy, a sense of style. The Direct itself flowed really well. Uh, shout out to Ollie Ollie World for looking amazing. Mm. Um, the one I'm probably most interested in is probably um, there is no game, um, like um, Shattered Dimensions, I think it was called, and there, um, there is no game. It's like actually a series of games, and it like it's really good. Like there is no game is such a good game. So I'm. I'm looking forward to that. I've seen ads for There Is No Game and it does look really good. I just haven't given it a shot yet. Uh, it's kind of like... Yeah, I felt like like There Is No Game looked really good. Uh, I am looking forward to that. I also found there was one, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was like um Aztec something, which looked really oh, yeah. interesting. I'm a big fan of that kind of combination of old school, like of um ancient history and then like modern sci-fi-ish technology that looks really weird and interesting and cool and fun and cool and interesting yeah it does look pretty good um one another one i i was interested in um was kind of like it was just one of the ones that was kind of on the like end kind of like real where it was just like very fast and like we didn't see much about them but it was called kiwis and it's like you're, it's a multiplayer kind of co-op game where you're like these two Kiwis working at a like um, at a like um, post office, and you're trying to. You mean the bird, like, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Just <laughs> plays a bunch of New Zealanders. That's it. That's the game. <laughs> no, no, I mean the bird. <laughs> no, that, yeah, looked, that looked interesting. Yeah. I think ending it, I will say ending it with um, the sequel to Return, uh, not Return of Everton, uh, the sequel to Oxenfree looked interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm not too big on my horror games, so not quite my thing. I didn't, I don't know if Oxenfree has a huge following as far as I'm aware. It's not the biggest game. I I feel like I hear more, more about like Oli Oli, for example, than I do about that. But I don't know, that's yeah. just me again. I'm not super into my horror, so maybe I just missed it completely. That um another game that um road road something I can't remember. Oh, road ninety six, the first one oh, they yeah. showed. That looked yeah, really um, interesting. Yeah, but for for me, it kind of looks like a game that you could really like have fun playing in like virtual reality or something. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, the Switch doesn't support virtual reality at the moment, though, as far as I'm aware. Outside of it's, yeah, um, it does. There's actually. Labo. There's yeah. there's okay. There's Labo, but. Does that really count? Does putting a bunch of cardboard on your head and holding the Switch up count as virtual reality when you're looking at something <laughs> like comparing it to like the Oculus or the PSVR? Yeah, I think probably not. To to say like that is diminishing really of where VRs come from, especially with like the beginnings of Google and like the the ones with we had to put our phones in. I, I think I love like VR. I'm a sucker for it. If we could get this in VR, I would 100 percent play it. A 140 six thousand times <laughs> to get every I'm, ending 
It, but, no, the, that sounds intriguing, but the problem is holding your hands up against your face to play it with the controllers just sounds like it's going to hurt after a while. Yeah, after a while, like the belonging, name? that game that just takes forever. You just use. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 400 days, real time. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you even do like in that game? It just looks like. Long. You long. <laughs> you wait, you, you wait, you leave the game running for 400 days in the background so you can see what happens after the 400th day if you don't press any buttons. That's what in, you do. In Metal Gear Solid 3, there's a boss fight where you can like wait two real life weeks for the enemy to die if you don't want to fight him. So, <laughs> That's cool. Oh, I wish I could do that in every game. I think that it would be like that. Yep, yep. I just, and you know what else is exactly like Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> Kirby, oh. our next was... song is uh, Kirby's Dreamland by Glitch X City. But before we jump to it, I just want to say, throw up that mature content warning, not for Kirby, but our song that we will be playing after that is like a put your kids to bed and don't let them hear it song. But if you listened to me before and took my advice, your kids would already be in bed. So, you know, whatever. Player one on sin. You've just heard Montero by Little Nas X. Uh, the show here has come to a amazing end. Um, you have been listening to Player One, everybody's favorite video game show about video games. Please follow us on the social medias. You're uh, at Player One on at Player One on at Player One Sin on Twitter and Instagram, um, Player One on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of the places where you get your casts of the pod nature. Do you guys have any fun wrap-up thoughts for this week's episode, friends? Um, I am awesome, and everyone here is awesome, and yes, Sin we are. is awesome. Yes, it and is. And you should listen the to world- more shows on Sin. The world is awesome and everything is awesome. And also, welcome to Tom. Welcome to the show. It was good to have welcome you on to here. Tom. Welcome to Tom. Welcome to Tom. I, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been great fun. I can't wait for more of uh, just everything. I, I love talking and I love everything we do here at Sin. It's good to love talking because that's what we do here at Sin. Yeah, we do talk. We do talk. We um, talk a so- lot. So anyway, uh, I've got a cute final message for you all. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog taught us the value of friendship. (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog taught us the value of friendship. And if there's anything I've learned that we should always, it's that we should always go very fast and support all of our friends. Therefore, I would like to throw you to our next show. Please stay tuned. Keep your dialogue on soon because up next we've got some tense and not at all hedgehog-related electronic music. Uh, Please listen to Nervous Nellies coming up next. We will see you next week. Much love and many kisses and many hedgehogs. Hedgehogs in your hearts. Yes.